0: Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my wonderful guest for today is Emer Stassen. Emer is a trainer and soul-based coach, writer, and storyteller. In Irish mythology, Emer is said to possess the six gifts of womanhood, Imer sets out to expand and rewrite these ancient stories to bring her fullness and wholeness back in. After graduating from University College Dublin with a master's in business and economics, Imer enjoyed a 20-year career in corporate financial services, working in Ireland, Australia, and UK. In 2004, she took an internal career change into corporate learning and development, a move which planted the seeds for her future entrepreneurial calling. At the beginning of t- 2017, she finally listened to the tug of her soul and the whispers of the witches to seek nourishment and expansion outside the corporate world and dove headfirst into entrepreneurship. emer is a qualified group trainer, NLP master practitioner, and certified soul-based coach. This unique blend of who she is empowers her to be a transformational catalyst, guiding clients on deep, poetic, meditative journeys. She helps witches, wise ones, and healers to rise up and return to their power. And she's from Dublin, Ireland, and lives in central Scotland with her husband, three children, and border collie puppy called Riley. Beautiful. Welcome, Emer.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: It's a blessing to have you with us. And I am super, super excited to be learning from you today. (laughs) Me too. Thanks, Emer. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you?
1: Mm. So what immediately comes to mind is the river and the way the river can flow and twist and turn in so many different aspects And how the river is formed of the water elemental. So, the sacred feminine power within me, within people listening, is this ability to ebb and flow like the river, like the tides, to free flow like the waterfall, to swirl as well. So, it's all these aspects of the feminine as represented by the river. And there's great strength in that as well, in the ability to forge that right path with an ease and a grace, and the ability to carve out a pathway through the hard rocks and stones. And that's that power within that we're connecting with. So that's what it means for me in this very moment. No, I
0: love that. I absolutely love the analogy with the river. And you are so right. I mean, it really is such a beautiful symbol of feminine power. And truly, it is feminine power, water and and the river itself. So I love that. Thank you for bringing up that aspect. You're welcome. Mm. Well, could you share a challenge that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate the sacred feminine power and Perhaps also start to understand it at a deeper level for you.
1: Mm. Yes, there have been many challenges and learning experiences along the way. And the one that comes to the forefront is my decision to step out of the corporate world. So, like you so beautifully shared in my bio, that I did enjoy 20-year corporate career in financial services and there came a point where I felt this really wasn't nourishing me and my soul any longer. So I knew that I needed to step out of that environment in order to reconnect and remember who I am and who I was becoming. So the challenge was actually Taking the steps. The knowing was there for quite some time. But the actual scary part was handing in my notice, deciding on a date when I would actually leave. So the physical action steps, and also feeling like I was going against the grain, stepping out into a nothingness, into a void. So going from a very busy, Working career to very consciously stepping into the void, into the spaciousness to create this clearing in the dense forest of my life, as Martha Postlewaite's poem goes, and wait. That also was a challenge. (laughs) So it's like the two were really dancing together, the deciding to leave this world that I knew. And was very known and comfortable to me. And the deciding and knowing to create this step into this spaciousness. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: That's beautiful. And I can only just imagine how scary. Well, I can relate to that to a certain extent as well, because I also left a long career, not in the corporate, but in um the humanitarian aid field after about 20 years. And um what you said about the weight <laughs> being just as scary as the leaving part. I absolutely love that and, and completely resonate with that. And I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more to that. What, what was the weight about for you and why, why did it feel scary at first?
1: Mm. It felt scary because it, I felt like it was countercultural. I was going against the grain of... The messages, the training, the learning that I'd received, because you go from one job to the next. Mm -hmm. You don't leave with no plan. You have to have a plan. You have to have the strategy and the steps. They need to be known. in order to minimise the risk you know, of these mm-hmm. <laughs> that roll off the tongue you know, surprisingly easily. <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was that um, going against the grain and really trusting this strong inner knowing that this was the right way for me. So stepping into the void into the clearing literally for me meant wandering in the woods by my house So I spent a lot of time going for walks, releasing. I remember as well, I cried a lot. There was a lot of releasing going on and wondering, what the feck am I doing? Hmm. (laughs) What am I doing? Where am I going? I still had all these questions. Maybe I should try this, this, this. And, you know, as opportunities presented themselves, I tried lots of different things. And at the same time, I always came back to... The woods so nature became my church and my place of comfort and grounding and my place to care for myself and to come home to myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, and what you're describing there is is just so much in the feminine energy and the feminine realms, that the mystery of the feminine, of the not knowing and yet trusting that inner voice, that this is exactly how things are meant to be. That's beautiful. Yes.
1: Yes. And as I wandered in the wood, I had the most beautiful encounters with animals, with birds. I felt a bit like Snow White, you know, going to the Mm -hmm. woods and being surrounded by all these gorgeous, magical creatures. And all of that, of course, is well, I say, of course, but I know now or it was all synchronistically timed as the feather dropped in front of me as I took my steps. You know, these kinds of experiences were really beautiful signs of encouragement for me that this mm. was the, the right path and that I needed this spaciousness to heal, mm. to heal myself.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. And and to, to be able to get that healing from the woods, from the forest, and from the animals, that that is just such a blessing. Mm. Beautiful. Now, what would you say, and I think you've already started to allude to this, but what was the divine meaning or the hidden blessing in that challenge now that you are completely on the other side of it?
1: Mm. There was one experience that actually I experienced twice while on my wanderings. And it was stepping onto the path at the moment when a cow was actually giving birth to a calf in a field. Mm. And I experienced this twice over the course of the last five years. Wow. And witnessing that sacred moment of birth, the pain and the magic, the strength and the power of this cow birthing the calf and to her newborn and nudges and encourages this newborn to begin to take His or her first steps on these gangly legs. And it felt so poignant for my journey. Now I can I understand this, that it was a rebirthing that was happening as the parts of myself that I no longer needed were dying and releasing and returning to the earth. Then these new aspects of remembrance of the divine within me, the divine feminine, the divine masculine aspects were coming to the fore and rebirthing anew. So mm. that was, um, yeah, that was one of many magical experiences. Um, yeah, there was a second one that, that comes to mind as well. Mm, yeah, please, share please share. Yes, please. Yeah, um, actually interesting it's also linked to, to cows there is a far there are farms nearby where we live so there are lots of cows and, mm-hmm. and sheep and another experience was walking along the path through the woods and I heard a bull hollering so loudly and I'm used to walking past farm animals but there was something about this bull and the way he was hollering in the field of with the cows, that just, it was like this fear. It was so visceral and so real. This feeling of fear and actually terror surged through me. I was on my own in the woods thinking, no one knows I'm here. What if that bull breaks through the fence? He seemed so angry. (laughs) He could break through the fence and chase me like all these disaster ideas were running through me could I climb up a tree could I outrun them what would I do and it really yeah it was so visceral it really took me by surprise and I had two options I felt I could return back the way I had come or I could go forward and continue on the path and around the corner and I chose to continue I thought I'm going for this walk and I'm not going to be outwitted by the bull. So I very quickly and carefully walked on by in the path and the bull and the cows took no notice of me. But the most beautiful aspect of that, and I felt this victory within me, like, yes, I have pushed through my fear to step on to the other side of the path of fear. And it was so amazing. Further along the path, I just came upon the most amazing mushroom that I had ever seen. And I just bent down to take a picture on my phone of this mushroom. And just the words, nature's chalice, came Mm -hmm. to me. And I realize now that the chalice as the beautiful symbol of the cup, of the womb that holds the blood that we can drink from and replenish ourselves. That was waiting for me on the other side of my fears. So that was another ah, really magical, beautiful moment.
0: Oh, I love that, Uh, Ymir. And
1: I have goosebumps all over me
0: just listening to you talk about the mushroom that's really really beautiful yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and a few days later when I took that path again the mushroom was, was beginning to be eaten and was beginning to return to earth so I felt like it was it had sprouted for me
0: <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. no doubt about that <laughs> beautiful now when I introduced you I mentioned that um, you were really start, still within the corporate career. You were starting to listen and, and hear the tug of your soul and also the whispers of the witches. Please mm-hmm. share a little bit more about the role of witches on your path and how did these whispers start for you?
1: Yeah, it actually started a few years after leaving corporate, but then it does spiral back to, to corporate. And it was in 2020 when I went on a tour of the Edinburgh dungeons in Scotland. And it is it was with my family. It's a, it's a fun family tour, although it may not sound it, going into the dungeons, <laughs> go into the bowels of the earth in Edinburgh to really experience how people lived. Hundreds of years ago. And one of the experiences on the tour was a mock witch trial. Mm. And unknowing to me and how this would change my trajectory, I stepped forward to volunteer to be the witch oh. who was, yes, who was <laughs> on trial. So it was like the witches were like, they just pushed me forward into the centre of the room. And I was standing there looking up at this wig-wearing judge who was at his pulpit raising the hammer to sentence me to death for being a witch. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, he was also asking me to testify on behalf of Agnes, another witch, a sister. So this is all role-played out. And within me, I describe it as this flicker of a flame of remembrance that sprung to life once again within me. And with that, it was a no, like this knowing that I now say no in this life to being killed for being the witch, the wise one, the intuitive. And I say no on behalf of all of those who were unfairly trialed in past lives and in this life, where rich hunts are still happening. Mm -hmm. So it was like, this is it. I draw the line at this moment. And that led to an upsurge of creativity and of inner knowing that I expressed through poetry, storytelling, and also guided me back home to my, well, I say my land, to Ireland, our lands, to Ireland and the mythology and stories of the land. And then another loop in the spiral was that one of the realisations when I knew I needed to step out of corporate, it was actually one day I had finished a training session on the fifth floor in the building that I was working in. And as I look to the right, it's beautifully framed by Edinburgh Castle, which sits on an extinct volcano. And part of my witchy journey was going to Edinburgh Castle, to the esplanade outside the castle, and connecting with the witches who had been burnt at the stake on the Castle Esplanade. And there's a small memorial called The Witches' Well that is in honor of these 300 witches that were killed at that very spot. So it's ironic that one of the realizations that I had to step out of the corporate environment happened on the fifth floor that I was working on. That was where you could have that view of Edinburgh castle so they were whispering they were calling me out they were you know, helping me feel this this tug at my soul at my room space it was like now it's time you need to you need to leave and connect with us <laughs> you need to leave come come <laughs> and it would be a few years so that was like 3 years after i left my corporate job that i consciously felt this connection with the witches Mm -hmm. so yeah i hope that explains that's a few spirals kind of all happening at once
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes. And goosebumps again. I mean, I'm
1: just wondering if, if
0: those people at the dungeons who put up these mock trials have any idea of how many cellular memories and cellular wounds and all kinds of stuff they are, you know, rekindling, especially in women's bodies and probably also in quite a few men's bodies when they do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I do think I haven't been back to the dungeons since that experience I've been back to Edinburgh but not the dungeon tour and yeah I do wonder you know with that and it would be interesting to to go as a witchy group (laughs) to to go in and really really connect um but there was I did meet someone because the witches then spoke to me through mantra and one of the mantras was around this like it was like an A command, really, to witches, rise up and return to your power. Witches, rise up, now is the hour. Witches, rise up and step on to your throne. Witches, rise up, it's time to come home. And this mantras like this kept coming through. It was like a command and it rhymed so beautifully. But I did meet a lady a few years ago who had had a similar experience with similar words to rise up and sit on your throne. And she had experienced it while walking around Edinburgh Castle. Mm -hmm. So there's something about the energy there. It's so powerful on this hot spot, on this extinct volcano that is reaching out to people who are willing to be open channels and to listen. Mm -hmm.
0: Beautiful. And what does it mean to you, Emer, when witches rise up and when they reclaim the throne? What does that mean? In in the current times that we are in, let's put it into that context. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I see. As you speak that, I actually see a woman on her stone throne with her golden crown and wearing her golden necklace so in these times that we're in i feel it's this connection we're being called to connect to our ancient past before the distortions of the lore and the history and her story happened and we reclaim these aspects of self so that we can be in our full power and speak our truths through our healing voices. Because this is a huge part. This has been a huge part of my journey to speak and share my true voice. Again, not the corporate branded voice Mm. that I learned to perfect. The true voice. So I see this ancient and modern connection because that's really um, there are foundations, our ancestors, our lineage, the land is here to support us, to support our feet as we step forth with whatever our unique mission is for these times. And to be that catalyst, that activist, that word which or whatever resonates for each person listening to this. So, yeah, to wear our crowns and stand tall, support each other and stand up for what we believe in in these times.
0: Absolutely. And and what a beautiful way also to then heal the witch's wound that so many of us carry deep inside ourselves and um, just just really completely empower what was an incredibly disempowering paradigm and context. Um, Extremely scary and frightening and very, very, what is the word that I'm even looking for here? Just very... I would say hopeless and desperate for a lot of women in that time it and and dangerous. where where we exactly yes, absolutely, and where we learn to mistrust and distrust each other and and really just yeah this whole paradigm around women starting to compare and criticize and judge and betray subconsciously or consciously each other in in very very deep levels,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. Because this this was the journey of betrayal mm. and of of danger. It just was not safe, and yeah. is not safe still for some people. Mm. So we are. Well, I say we. I say for I. Part of my role is to be a torch holder, and I'm holding a torch here as I speak, <laughs> and it's a wooden torch with the flame metaphorically. To hold the torch mm. for these times and speak for those who feel they cannot speak at this time and that mm. voice that resonance creates ripples of healing around the world around the cosmos i believe i feel i know i hope mm-hmm. <laughs> as well
0: mm. hear here absolutely that is so beautiful, Emer, And I, I could absolutely listen to you hours, talk about, tell your stories and tell me poetry, <laughs> read poetry to me and all of that. But if, if our listeners wanted to connect with you, Emer, how would they find you?
1: So they can contact me on my website is inerstassen.com, all in one word. And I generally have, Well, there, there is a, a free gift as well that people can, when you sign up to my free gift you are on my mailing list so then you get to hear about my latest program and what's on offer so yeah even reaching out and emailing me as well is, is another way Emer at stassen.co.uk and on my website as well you can get my social media links on instagram facebook youtube so i'm in a few places <laughs> Mm, Beautiful. And,
0: And would you please describe the free gift that you have for our listeners as well?
1: Yes. So this is a very potent, I would say, conversation. I was being interviewed by Jocelyn Starfeather. And my topic is resurrection, to rise up, rewrite her story and craft your unique path. So it's a call to rise up i was going to say it's a call to action as well in it i share some ideas and stories around these topics and i also guide you on a meditation to meet the kalyach witch who is the creator of the celtic lands and she'll guide you home to your sacred feminine power Mm -hmm. so yeah I hope you enjoy it.
0: Beautiful. And I actually was very, very lucky to watch that interview as part of the summit that Jocelyn was um, um, hosting at the time. And it indeed is a very, very beautiful interview. And you are so in your power in it. And the meditation that you do with Kaliach is just, oh, it was beautiful. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was um, a live interview. So it was really yeah, the energy is just so vibrational and powerful in it. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful. Well, Emer, is there anything else that is arising for you in this moment that you would like to share?
1: So the word trust is arising and support because I feel... It's an invitation to seek out and access all the support that is available to you, the seen and the unseen, and to invite that in to create beautiful boundaries for yourself. And also to listen, trust and listen to the whispers within you. Maybe it is the whispers of the witches or the song of your soul. But these little niggly knowings or powerful surges that are flowing through you listen to them and then take that aligned action so it's the feminine and masculine dancing together in unity in union in balance so yeah they're they're the final words that want to come through and the Mm -hmm. witches would love to connect with anyone who's interested in following those breadcrumbs as well. You can invite their beautiful power in for your journey too.
0: Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Emir. What a blessing it's been to have you with us. And I've just so enjoyed chatting with you and just listening to you share so wisely and so so gracefully and in such an embodied way so thank you
1: thank you so much it's been so wonderful to connect
0: thank you now everybody just for a moment let's focus our intention and our awareness on this beautiful energy that's been activated and imagine sending this to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power and really listen and act on those whispers from the witches, the more quickly our planet will also heal and ascend. Thank you so much for listening.